0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Okay, we're going to get to our picks and our fantasy reality stuff, but I want to I wanna play two quick gamey kind of things for you. I didn't even tell our producer Adam about that I thought of, Okay. Paul, look, we've had a couple bad years of Giants football, clearly. We both love this team with all our heart. I think that this one giant step is a chance to be a little bit of a therapist chair for a second, okay? We are both very positive, and you, we want to release the negative thoughts out into the space and get them out of our heads, okay? I want to play a game called worst fear, all right? Worst fear is this. The Giants, everything that we think is going to happen doesn't happen in this game And I want to play our worst. What is your worst fear on why this takes place? Or you could envision this happening and, oh, no, everything we thought of blows up. And let's take injuries out of that because that's kind of morbid.
3: Yeah, well, I was actually going to say that right away because DRC got hurt in that Packer playoff game in 16. And then Rodgers immediately went after Wade and Sensiball, and that was the end of it because those were the two guys who split the reps in his spot, and that was the game. DRC doesn't get hurt in that game. I'm not so sure the Packers roll like they do. Yeah, I agree. so so to be frank with you, yeah. If Thibodeau or Ogilari or Jackson or any of these guys goes down, all of a sudden it, it starts to even up the playing field a little bit because I just think the Giants have such an edge on defense. So if you want to give me, if you want to give me my worst fear to uh, to un- unleash here, I would probably say special teams. Giants have been inconsistent on special teams all season long, giving up field position on big returns. The Vikings can certainly do that. And then yeah. they added the block punt which, you know, set them up for a touchdown a few weeks ago. So I I think that would be a fear. do, yeah. do the do the Giants somehow get slaughtered in the special teams battle which in all honesty, it still is a third of the game. Yeah, And and it it can decide the ultimate winner. Yeah, it shouldn't shock anybody. If you're new to
2: One Giant Step, Paul and I like to fancy ourselves the special teams of Giants podcast because we always will make sure we mention them. And he's right. That is a worst fear. A special teams miscue or dare I say miscues could totally tilt the game. Here's the worst fear when I've put my head on the pillow the last three nights for me, Paul. Okay, The Giants did such a good job incorporating Saquon Barkley into the passing game versus Minnesota. Clearly, this is going to be a chess match of watching tape and adjustments. My worst fear in a game that potentially could be a one possession one way or another, the guy we've entrusted to not turn the ball over, Daniel Jones, throws some kind of pick six on the defense just sitting on and anticipating one of these swing passes. Paul, some of these swing passes, I would say might be Jones's biggest weakness as a thrower. Some of them floated out there and I, I've held my breath at times seeing some of that. And I could see them in a quick hey get it out to Saquon, let them make a play in space and they're just sitting on it and somebody takes it the other way and we look back going oh my goodness that ended up being the difference in a one possession game.
3: Uh that would produce a lot of adjective yeah yeah, yeah. I, I could I, I could see I could see you being upset about that. I I have more confidence that Jones won't do that, but I could definitely see that being a very, very important key because I don't think the Vikings' offense can outscore the Giants' offense in this game. I just don't. Giants had almost 450 yards of offense last time, and they easily, if Richie James had held on to two fourth-quarter first-down completions that he dropped, and Bellinger uh, had, had a fumble Giants could have rolled up 500 yards of offense, Sean. Think about that. They could have rolled up 500 yards of offense and over 30 points. Incredible. And, you know, so I don't think Minnesota's offense will outscore them. So if you give the Minnesota defense a chance to score points, that would be incredibly detrimental. Okay. And
2: now let's play. We've gone from worst fear. I want to play the game reason why. All right. We entered the year. With two names specifically that we thought, hmm, is one going to be back? Are neither going to be back? Oh, is this going to be just a year to punt? And that is Saquon and Daniel Jones, okay? We as Giant fans now love, obviously, both of them. This year has been incredible. The Giants and Vikings, the last game was a lot of Saquon and a lot of Daniel Jones. We already talked about everything they need to do defensively from the offensive side of the ball, and you've talked about how much you think the Giants can do offensively. The reason why on offense the Giants will win this game, is it Daniel Jones or is it Saquon
3: Barkley? Oh, it's got to be Daniel Jones because he's got to make all the proper decisions. You know, Sean, as much as Barkley is is the crux of what this offense wants to do, Daniel Jones is the guy who's got to make the calls up at the line. He's got to make the adjustments with with the protections. He's got to make the run-pass options work. He's got to make potentially the RPOs work. Now, remember something. Daniel Jones – did not run a cold rush for himself in the last Minnesota game. The only running plays he had were on scrambles to get away from the pass rush. The Giants did not call a Jones running play the entire day. Right. Right. Huge, yeah. So think about that for just a minute because it's been a big weapon for them. So, So to me, you know, Daniel has to be incredibly sharp, and he has been all year. His decision-making really needs to be on point. And I would say that's got to be the crux of the matter for me, even over Barkley's ability to do what he does. Yeah, it's going to be tough to argue either point. I was going to go
2: Saquon just because ultimately, man, it's still going to come down to the amount of touches. Saquon Barkley, now Jones touches the ball every play, but he's going to touch the ball more than any of these other weapons, and even if it's through the pass game. uh, And I think off of a week off now, because we've seen Saquon off those week offs, they're going to need like a, a 50, 60, something, like a big, big play out of Barkley where he just breaks the will of the Vikings, I think. Sure. And that is what's going to put them over the top. And I, and I think Barkley's going to have a moment like that in this game.
3: You know, Sean, the Vikings play such a heavy zone defense. And in that game, when they took the lead on the Giants and they were giving the Giants some trouble defensively in the first half before the Giants came back, they blitzed, I think, I think it was their season high blitz percentage in that game against the Giants, because they know that Jones tears zones to shreds. Right. And so they did change things up a bit and they were sending DBs, you know, Patrick Peterson had that one sack coming off the edge. You remember, Um, you know, they, they did try to mix it up, and they went a little bit against their character. And early in the game, it did catch the Giants off guard, and they did have some protection issues. Now, they were able to clean that up later on in the game and took care of it as they made their adjustments. But it, it will be interesting because that's the other reason why I'm picking Daniel Jones here, because you, you don't know exactly how the Vikings are going to play it. Will they play it more like they did against the Giants last time with more blitzing, which is against their character, or play it like they did most of the season, which in all honesty plays into Jones's hands anyway. So Daniel Daniel really has to be on, on par no matter what kind of Vikings defense they throw at him.
2: I, I love that thought, Paul. And Paul, as we do every podcast before a game, we're going to give our official game pick, game score prediction, Play the game fantasy versus reality. Give us a a fantasy play. Obviously, league-wide fantasy is over, but you still can play your props and all that other stuff. Uh, A guy maybe you find in the end zone, a big chunk. You know, that's the way we're doing it here, and I'm just doing this for any of our new listeners here for Playoff Week to explain how this works. Paul, start it off.
3: Score prediction. Give me kind of a fantasy play here. All right. My score is Giants 34, Vikings 24. I think okay. the game will be will be close going into the fourth quarter. Giants may be up by three, and then at some point in the middle of the fourth, Jones takes him on a touchdown drive that makes it a 10-point difference, and you don't have to worry about the agita from a last-second field goal. Uh, oh. In terms of a fantasy play, I'm simply going with the Giants' defense. The Vikings have allowed seven sacks twice this year, okay? Okay. They've allowed at least three sacks seven times. I say the Giants get six sacks. I say they get two takeaways. Yeah. And I think in Daily Fantasy, that will give you a lot of points. Oh,
2: Oh, it will. And, you know, a Giants defensive anytime touchdown score, that kind of deal as a unit, that's something to look at if you're looking at any daily picks. I love that, Paul. Paul, we're, we're similar in score ideas, so I went back and forth in this. I started the week, and maybe this is just me pumping up and getting all pumped up thinking, boy, I really could see the shoe on the other foot, and it's Graham Gano that burns the Vikings late. However... The more I think about the Giants' defense in this game and getting these guys back, I think they're going to put a thumping on Kirk Cousins, and I think he's going to turn the ball over, and I think a major storyline nationally Monday morning is going to be the trust level of Kirk Cousins as as he kind of melts down. I'm not worried about Daniel Jones in this game. I gave you kind of my worst fear, but I don't think he's going to totally throw up all over himself. I think the Giants are going to get into the 30s, too. I think they felt something in that Colt game. This Viking defense stinks. Uh, I think the Giants are going to win this game 31-20. And I think, yeah, there'll be moments third quarter where things are dicey, but they pull away in the fourth quarter and it becomes a big party for us Giants fans where the team, let's face it, I think we will also hear a lot of Monday morning, wow, is this Giant team peaking at the right time? You will hear a lot of that. I think the Giants are going to win this game. I really do. It's not just me being a homer. 31-20 is my pick. Now, fantasy play? I love your defensive thought, and obviously you're never going to go wrong with the way the Giants use Saquon Barkley. I think you get the big Richie James game. I mean, he had the big drop versus Minnesota, but he has been so good on these third downs as a slot receiver. As Giant fans, it feels like we will never forgive him for the fumbled punts and the botched punts versus the Seahawks, but ultimately he's been a really safe, good outlet for Daniel Jones out of the slot, his catch rate, all the third down stuff. I think Richie James probably finds his way into some kind of short touchdown pass. He's a guy who's going to move the chains, and it would not shock me in the least if Richie James has a game where, you know, it's, it's 50 to 60 yards, but they're good clutch yards and a touchdown in this game. I think you get a big Richie James game here, Paul.
3: Yeah, that would certainly be very fruitful, no question. I do want to throw one other matchup that we didn't talk about earlier when we were discussing the Vikings' offensive line. It looks like that only Udo, is going to be the starting right tackle in this game. And there's a stat that's incredibly important that I just wanted to get out there for our viewers. Uh, Last year, when he was the tackle, uh, he gave up, or should I say, was called for 16 penalties, which tied for the second most penalties by any individual player in the National Football League. And 12 of them were for holding. He'll be operating against Aziz Ojolari in this game. (laughs) I just thought that people would want to know that. That's good. I'll give you one more stat before on
2: the way out the door, Paul. The last four years of the NFL playoffs, AFC and NFC, six seeds have played eight games, obviously six versus three in these games. Or six versus four, depending on the old school matchup. Six seeds. Are right. seven and one in wild card weekend games in the last four years. Seven and one. This year six seeds, our New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens. You could use that on the pregame show, Paul. Our New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. The Ravens are playing a backup quarterback versus the Bengals this year. So if you're a law of averages guy and you say, Wow, six <laughs> seeds, six <laughs> seeds have been that good the last four years. Well, one six seed is certainly going to win this year if that trend's going to continue. Hey, don't feel like it's going to be the Ravens this week with a backup quarterback, Paul, rub your hands together to the odds and say, law probability says six seed advances every year. If not multiple ones, giants oh. are that bet this week.
3: That, that that's great information, Sean, because the last several years I haven't been dabbling in any kind of playoff permutations. There you go. There you go. Six seed,
2: <laughs> seven and one the last four years. That's oh. good stat. all right, Paul. We still got another couple of days of practice here on the flight to Minnesota. Where can everybody get you on Twitter? at Giants WFAN and you can follow me at Maraz CBS. I will be on before Paul on the pregame show from noon to about 2 15 p.m. Eastern on WFAN at a New York free on the Odyssey app. Then of course, you can catch Paul and everybody on the pregame show right after me from 2 15, ripen right up until kickoff, and I'll go one further. Bob Papa does a great job on WFAN of announcing when you can sync your TV, have that TV paused and keep the radio feed and Paul catch him on the post game show too. So if you're a fan of one giant step, if you're a friend of our two, a fan of our two ugly faces talking to you every week, free on YouTube, free on the Odyssey app, just know starting noon, to basically 9, 9, 30 p.m. Eastern. You can get a taste of me and Paul wall to wall in some way, shape, or form on the Giants and Vikings. And we will be back <laughs> with you on sure Monday. Make sure you have
3: a bottle of aspirin ready. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: It'll be a fun Sunday, a Sunday that has been too long in the making. Everybody, thanks to our producer, Adam. Enjoy the heck out of this weekend. We know what it feels like not to have it. It's good to have it back. Thank you for taking one giant step with us.